0: Mazel tov, everyone! Welcome to this episode of Get Better at Business. I am Travis Richards. I'm your host. I'm here with the delightful Savannah Hughes, who is a one of the coolest like job titles, like a Scrum Master. I feel like this is the kind of work that takes place in a dojo or something, right?
1: Yeah, you say Scrum Master, and I was like, um, what's that?
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, I kind of uh, envision, you know, like the Tibetan singing bowls, you know, very serene, you know, like a lot of bowing and, you know, waterfalls and stuff like that involved in this line of work.
1: You just perfectly describe my day to day job.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's, you know, it's like that. But uh, we are recording this actually on New Year's Eve, the last day of the last day of 2021. So are you a big resolution person?
1: I am. I kind of feel like that goes along with all of this as well. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, that's very good. And so like uh, in our previous episodes, if you have not heard, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, uh, Melissa Baxter, who's an expert on the Enneagram. I have since done a typing and I know that Savannah and I are both type threes in the Mm -hmm. Enneagram, which are very achievement oriented. And so I guess the New Year's resolution thing kind of goes in there, fits into that personality type a little bit.
1: Yeah, I definitely always have a running list of resolutions. I'm trying to do goals. I'm trying to achieve. I'm really also into like manifesting. And so I always have a mood board Mm -hmm. up of things that I'm trying to do. So a lot of people like to cut them out and put them on their walls. I don't really like to do that because I'm not super crafty. Mm -hmm. So instead, I just put them into the computer into Canva and I make like a virtual one. So I have it as my wallpaper background on my phone. So I look at that, I think more often than I would if it was on my wall.
0: So is this like manifesting is this like straight up law of attraction kind of stuff or is mm-hmm. it, yeah yeah all right what is your favorite like success story of something that you like no joke like manifested into your life via law of attraction kind of stuff
1: It's really funny because the very first time and I feel like people who don't know the secret or know like what manifesting is they they think it's kind of hokey and like whatever I really do think it works um so right after so for those who don't know as well, The Secret is a book that was written. I don't remember who wrote it, but it is all about like the law of attraction and manifesting and law of attraction is not necessarily something about any like romantic thing in your life. It has to do with what you put out into the universe is going to come back to you. And so you have to think about your goals and think about achieving them and envision yourself achieving those goals because it is a reality and that and you make that your reality. Um, so it is a book. I did not read the book first. I watched. There's like a pseudo movie documentary and it was back on amazon prime years ago i had just moved into a new house and i watched it with my sister my sister's also very into this she's a yoga teacher and all of that and we watched it we were like whoa this is real i was also i think like 22 (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it seemed really exciting we were like let's dig in let's do this and while we watched it I was also 22, so I was just starting out. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, like, tons of money, and I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I did put something out into the universe, like, I would like a check in the mail. I went out to the mail, and there was a check. <laughs> it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is real. So that's kind of, like, a wild example, but that yeah. did happen.
0: Well, and it's just, like, there's a... One of one of my mentors, uh, Dan Sullivan, who I talk about a lot on the show is that he one of his little sayings is your mind, your your eyes only see and your ears only hear like the things that your brain is looking for. And so it's like that exact same situation where it's like, had you not been, it's like you thinking about that didn't isn't what caused the check to come into the mail. It, you know, like it's not like, oh, because I thought about this, it wasn't there before and magic happened and it did. it. It's just like some other circumstance. It would have been there and you wouldn't have noticed it you would have probably just been like, Oh, Hey, this is whatever. As opposed to this thing being like, you had this awareness about it. of like, Oh my gosh, like I'm looking for this and you find it. It's kind of like the, you know, you get a new car and it's like mm-hmm. then you start seeing them everywhere and it's like, well, yeah, it's like you just start train your brain about what to pay attention to and you will start seeing opportunities for things that will help you to get those mm-hmm. things that you want. Yeah, totally. And it's like anybody that's just like, Oh, this is woo woo. This is nonsense whatever, dude, make a list of 10 successful people and all of them have, you know, some version of this mindset that they will espouse mm-hmm. people like, you know, and so very cool. So what, any, any big resolutions for this year?
1: Let's see. I can pull up my list and <laughs> we can go through. <laughs> all of
0: my- just give us the highlights this is, we don't have that much time. And so just you this know, give true. us, a, yeah, give us a, your, give us a couple of your favorites that you're going to be working on.
1: Uh, so one of my favorites is I am about to launch an online course. I've been working on it. 2022 is really, or 2021, sorry, we're not even in 2022 yet. 2021 was kind of like a building year for me and like getting some things together. And I knew that going into it, I was like, we're not going to like make huge, like outward moves, but inwardly we are working on a lot of things. And so 2022 is, I think really when it's going to pay off. So I'm hoping to launch my online course within the next few weeks, trying to just get the last little ducks in a row for that um i am trying to read a book a week i used to be a very avid reader and i still am part of a book club and i still read probably more than an average person but i would like to read exponentially more back to like what i used to do i have a whole stack of books next to me just waiting yep so
0: very cool trying to do it's, that it's a good mindset that you're talking about the way that you went into the 2021 and like recognizing that it's like hey we're, we're laying the foundation we're you know doing the, doing the work so that we can see the results, you know, in the coming year. And so I don't know, very exciting whenever that stuff is like, okay, now it's go time. Let's do Mm -hmm. it. Uh, well, speaking of go time, I suppose we should probably talk about what we came here to discuss. And so you are, you are a scrum master, therefore an expert on agile methodology. And so this is like out in the business world, people talk about like, oh yeah, we're agile. And they think of it as being like A random adjective that means like hey we're in the cool club too we want to be agile Mm -hmm. you know and it's like you know kind of like in the manufacturing world everybody used to talk about like oh well we're lean you know we're totally Mm -hmm. lean and it's like yes it is an adjective that kind of is a little bit descriptive of what it is but whenever you are saying the word agile you're actually talking about a very a specific methodology about the way that you get stuff done and so just kind of lay it out there of like what's the difference between like Yeah, man, we're agile too. We're cool. Versus like, hey, this is what agile is. This is the methodology. This is how it actually works. Just give us a rundown for people like me that don't 100% know exactly what it is.
1: Sure. So agile is the umbrella term for a bunch of different methodologies uh, that go with it. So scrum is under that. And a lot of times people talk about agile and really they mean scrum. And sometimes they talk about scrum and they mean agile.
0: Scrum is agile, but agile is not necessarily scrum
1: correct okay Mm -hmm. all right
0: okay cool 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 all Mm -hmm. right sorry continue
1: no you're great um so a lot of companies also think that they are using agile so maybe they're using it not even in like a descriptive term maybe they really think that they are doing agile and scrum um and they might be using like one or two aspects of it but they're not necessarily using all of them and that's really what you need in order to, uh, be successful with it and have that buy-in from everybody else in your organization. Everyone really needs to be on the same page.
0: So uh, I think a good way to doing this, and it's like, so a, and I'm actually kind of fascinated because I know that you work for home Depot and normally I hear, you know, about agile. And you think of this in terms of like technology companies, people that are doing, you know, like, you know, tech companies, software rollouts, that kind of stuff. And so I'm just give us like an example of like a just sort of generic project that y'all are running using agile and scrum methodologies and like just kind of give us a breakdown of like this is how this works and like this is the like this is what it looks like when you were running a project this way
1: sure so i do work for home depot um, and i work in their it department and so mm-hmm. that is like kind of funny when you hear a that I work at Home Depot. If you've met mm-hmm. me, you know that I am not crafty in any way. I am not a home fix it person by any means. I am a terrible homeowner. I hate I hate doing stuff like that. So it is really funny when a lot of people are like, oh, you you work at Home Depot. And I'm like, I, I promise I'm not in the store. Like you don't want me in the store. <laughs> yeah. You're not. Um, <laughs> I am behind a computer, click clacking away. Um So for one of our projects, it's kind of funny and it is it is really funny to me because it is very much into like home diy things i have one team that is working on upgrading our mulch calculator so you go into the website and you can do this right now on homedepot.com it's going to look a little bit different and pretty soon um but you can figure out how much mulch you need for a project Mm -hmm. and i think that's wild and i love when i hear all these examples of things that the people are working on because we go to other meetings and hear about what other teams are doing as well and it's just wild they're like oh we are upgrading like the mulch calculator or we are trying to figure out like how many toilet seats we need and like it's (laughs) wild so just to show like you can use agile in any different environment i am specifically on tech projects so it is very much still uh within the it world it is you know kind of in keeping with that it is just really funny Mm -hmm. when you don't know the context behind it and you hear it um but lots of companies use agile now it's been pretty popular since the early 2000s i think it actually came out in the 80s though but it took a while to ramp up and um most companies i would say like. At least say that they use agile they may or may not or they may use like a weird version of it. um I have some friends who work for Southwest Airlines and they they have some funny little term that they like to use for their version of agile too. I can't remember what they but I've heard it multiple times yeah
0: and so the like agile is kind of a it, it's it's sort of like a departure i guess from the from like a sort of traditional project management mm-hmm. methodology of something where it's like um you know, if you're putting up a building, you have all of these like complex dependencies and it's like, and and the other thing that's different about a project like that versus upgrading the mulch calculator on Home Depot.com is that like, once the building is up and finished, it's like, it's done. It's like, you know, you can't go to Mm -hmm. like get a building up and then a few months later say, you know, I think that we should really improve the, you know, found the, the the rebar that's in the foundation of this thing. Let's have another project to go get that done. And so- the, the nature of our work, I think, just, you know, makes it to where it's um, projects that have to be run like that are kind of the exception where it's like you have to do everything in a very, you know, very precise order and have it done versus something where you can come at it with like an iterative kind of mindset.
1: Yeah, I would say that the traditional method of using projects, a lot of times we refer to it as waterfall. And that's exactly what you said, where the business comes to the IT team and they say, hey, we want this project, here's you know, enough information. We think, go ahead, we'll talk to you in six months. And so the team's like, oh, okay. And they'd like take what they think that they've heard or like what's written down, whether that is actually the intention or not. They build their project, they come back and they're like, here you go, here's a fully done project. And the business is like, oh, we don't like this color. This wasn't what we meant. We actually also changed our minds and would like to add this, and and that's just you know not a great use of your time, not a great use of your money. So where agile comes in is, is very iterative. The way that you said, we try to work in sprints, which most companies would use as like a two week time frame. Some maybe a little bit smaller, some maybe a little bit larger, but the average would be two weeks. So every two weeks you're meeting with your business and you're saying, hey, over the past two weeks we worked on this because this is what you've given us as a project outline. And here you go. Do you like what you're looking at? Um, here's what we're gonna work on our next two weeks. Does that sound like a good idea? And everyone could be like, oh yes, like you're right on track or actually a uh, priority has changed and this is no longer important, but this new thing is important and we need this right now.
0: <laughs> I think that all of us are you know, living with the living with agile, you know, anybody that goes to the app store, I think is sort of experiencing, you know, the way mm-hmm. that this kind of thing works where it's like step one is that it's like, and I think that this is uh I think it was Reed Hoffman is the founder of LinkedIn says that it's like, if you're not embarrassed by the first version of something that you put out, then it's like, you were way too slow to the marketplace. and mm-hmm. So like everybody wants to put out their you know, quote unquote, crappy first draft. And then it's like, you just iterate. It's like, okay, we, we got something out. Now let's make it better and then you just kind of go in those you know quick cycles and so i think that from a tech perspective it's like that you know we're all like dealing with projects that are kind of never you know never finished they don't have that definitive stop you know start and stop point because it's something that's going to go on and the needs of the project are going to probably evolve um but you said something that i think is like worth a little further conversation and that is where it's like you People will issue these instru- instructions. Somebody goes away and they and they come back, and the person says, "Oh, this isn't what I meant," or like, "Oh, well, I didn't." Like, I can see why you think that I th- said that. That why you delivered that based on what I told you, but really, I meant something different. And so, how does Agile like? You know, I think that this is inevitable, regardless of how clearly you want to try to right. define your outcomes. And so, like, how does it that like I guess kind of give us the, the how does Agile sort of like take that, I don't know, almost certainty that people are not gonna communicate what they want and deal with it on that, you know, kind of on that rhythm that agile likes to work on.
1: Right, like this is something that happens every single sprint basically for a lot of companies, generally because you have a lot of business people coming in who may or may not have any IT experience. And you're dealing with a lot of developers who are very specific, have a like a very serious mindset about what it is that they're doing, um, where they think the product should go. And we're trying to mirror or marry those two, basically. And so you have a lot of people who don't really understand each other. So I'm here. I am not a technical person. I'm not here to help you kind of like figure all of that out. But I am here to make sure that you are meeting and having these conversations where we can come to an agreement on what it is the vision really needs to be. So within Agile like that, like I said, we're meeting every two weeks, if not more, with the business and the IT development team. Um, So we're making sure that we have those conversations. We're making sure that we're showing what we're working on. We're having a lot of visibility into the project. So that way, when priorities change, or in this instance, when some miscommunication has happened, it's clear pretty quickly, and we can go ahead and resolve it rather than the waterfall approach where it's six months from now, and it's impossible to go back to square one.
0: What seems like a critical component of... Using agile methodology is basically the presence of a facilitator expert, you know, someone like yourself that is actually making sure that we are getting on the same page. And so is that kind of like, you know, do you see whenever you come across people, they're like, oh, we're agile, we're cool like that, but they're not really. Is that sort of one of the big differences where it's like they don't have that dedicated person that's there to really facilitate the process?
1: Yeah, I would say having a Scrum Master is pretty key in that. And it honestly doesn't even need to be like their only job. You can have, especially in a like more mature environment, you can have one of your other team members on the team act as a Scrum Master. I would say that they would need to be pretty mature in order to have somebody share roles like that. Um, But what I'm doing right now is Home Depot is going through a pilot program where we're bringing in Agile and I am here to help them get that set up. And so these teams, they've had people kind of acting in those roles, um, but not in a full capacity. So I'm really here to help set them up, shape them, and then we can move this out to other teams as well. And this is pretty common for any organization going through an agile transformation. You have teams already in place, they're trying to move along in whatever capacity they've been doing, and we're here to change it up. Um, So yeah, it is, I think, really imperative, especially in those beginning steps to have a dedicated person to be that Scrum Master. And so the Scrum Master, I think a lot of people think of it as like, you're a manager and you're like whipping these people into shape. No, (laughs) I'm here to help the team. The team is my focus. It's not the business. It's not management. it's, It's the team. I'm here as a servant leader to help make sure that they have everything that they need in order to successfully deliver their project and, you know do anything else that they need to do.
0: So we've already established that you're not like, you know, you're, you're not an IT person. You're not like a, you know, you're, you're not a coder and that kind of thing. We've also established that you're not, a you know, traditional what people think of when they think of a Home Depot employee, that you're, uh, you know, you're not, uh, you're, you're kind of not really in on either side. And I say like, so as people are, if, if you were thinking about trying to, designate somebody as kind of a facilitator, like how important is it that that person is actually neutral? I would think that the fact that you're not an IT person and you're not a, you know, quote unquote Home Depot person would be a huge advantage because it just better and better positions you to ask questions and kind of get to the bottom of stuff.
1: Yeah. I really like the fact that I am not super technical. I think Mm -hmm. it does help that I know enough about certain things that I can help move certain parts of the project along i'm here to move roadblocks out of the way so if i need to like if i hear about one certain problem then i know i need to go talk to this person versus if i just don't know anything about that i might need to talk to like five people to figure out who's really the right person to talk to
0: yeah so i mean i could i could definitely see that where it's like you wouldn't want somebody in there that knows absolutely nothing about you know what what it is they're talking about but i would say that like it feels like kind of that sweet spot is somebody that knows a little about a lot, so to speak, where it's like, you know, I'm not a coder. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a customer, you know, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not whatever, but it's like, I know enough about those things to where I can at least, like you said, make it faster for it's like, I can talk to the right person on my first or second call, as opposed to having to talk to everybody in the organization who's in charge of this. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Who are kind of the best and worst fits for using an approach like agile i mean obviously you know tech seems to kind of go hand in glove with you know with, with this method but you know you might not think that this is a good fit for you but it's like actually this kind of industry would be a great fit for this kind of uh, for agile methodologies or and then are there any that are out there that are like dude this is not for you like <laughs> like this this is not going to work for the kind of business that you're running
1: at least on some level, a lot of companies can benefit quite greatly from the agile methodologies and doing things in a very iterative way, meeting often, um, checking in with everybody, making sure everyone's on the same page in that aspect. Um, the aspect of having to change things quite often, that can be pretty difficult for like really regulated industries, kind of what you talked about earlier with building that's obviously not going to (laughs) work if you're building a building and then you're like oh let's go back to step one and change everything like that's a huge waste of time another one i would think would be pretty difficult would be anything with again a lot of regulations so something within finance and i have worked in finance before but i did work more on like a legal aspect of it um and so we were able to do things within that realm um, as well with marketing that's pretty easy to do something with agile as well but anything where it's super regulated the way the finance industry is in their actual like financial departments where you have to you know have lobbyists go out and try to figure out what's going on with the sec and everything
0: so for somebody that's just kind of like all right i can see how you know maybe an approach like this could work in in my industry at my company you know on my team whatever like are there i think that if somebody goes out and googles like how to implement Agile or what is Agile or this and that, like that you're going to come back with some stuff that's pretty, that can be pretty intimidating of like jumping in whole hog because if it, it can be a very intense, it, it can be very intense to say like, Hey, we are going to implement this Home Depot just in case in point. It's like they are, they have hired, you know, experts that are going to, that are helping their team do this. And I think that that can be kind of scary for a lot of people. And so how could, is it, is it reasonable to expect that somebody could sort of, dip their toe in the water on you know on this and try it out a little bit and if so you know what would you say are resources that somebody could access to say like you know if you want to learn a little bit about this and come away not necessarily with full implementation strategies but just some really good takeaways that you could implement one at a time, you know, where would you point people and is that a reasonable expectation?
1: I would say if you're really looking to have a lot of success with Agile, you A, need a ton of buy-in from everybody involved. So that's your team, because obviously they're the ones doing the work, but you also need buy-in from upper management, from business. You do need everybody to really be on the same page with it, even if you're not going to go ahead and implement everything all at once if you're you know like you said dipping your toe into it and kind of slowly dribbling it out then it is okay to do that but you still need a lot of buy-in and i would suggest not even doing the dribbles and trying to just go ahead and jump into it and see what happens and maybe not you know, 100% of it, but like 85% of it, go ahead and start doing. It does take, you know, a little bit of time to implement and kind of get everybody on the same page and be able to show, hey, like we started off here and now we're here. It does take some time to show that, especially using whatever software tracking system that you're using. Like most companies use Jira, it's a tool from Atlassian. Um, and also has some other things that you can use within that. Most companies, I would say, use that. There are a few others out there as well. Um, but just to get that data, it's, it's going to take some time. So I think it's also setting that expectation that, hey, we're going to go ahead and start this, maybe check back next quarter and see how it's going.
0: So when it comes to getting buy-in, you know, I, I think that you know, the best way to do that is to out, is to demonstrate that you're going to be easing and alleviating pain. You know, and and so like what, you know, in in your experience of, you know, implementing these things, what are the big giant size of relief that you see whenever people implement these strategies? What is the pain that is being eased by switching from maybe a more traditional way of running a project to using agile?
1: So I think having those check-ins every two weeks is really helpful because there is more communication. I feel like having more communication and level setting expectations just is awesome all around even if it's to tell them bad news at least they know and can work with that whether it's you know something that you can fix really quickly or if it's something that's going to take a while it's better to know i think right away rather than wait to you know end of quarter and that's when you find out that oh like none of these deliverables happened and it's because of all these other roadblocks that we never told you about so i think having that check-in really goes a long way to creating that awareness and creating that um, buy-in that you do need from other businesses just level setting expectations in general no matter what i think is incredibly helpful and a lot of people don't do it
0: the frequency and the rhythm I, i think are very very beneficial because like you said is that it does not matter like you could spend months and you know you could spend any amount of time that you wanted to trying to clearly outline this is what i expect and this is what i want you're dealing with people it's like people are going to misinterpret it there's going to be little things that they don't understand and so i can definitely see that a better way of dealing with that reality is to let's just check in a little let's check in more frequently let's shorten the scope of what it is that we're working on and you know focus you know very closely on that tackle it really quickly and make progress that way rather than let's take something that's going to work for six months (laughs) in addition to being a scrum master you're also a super smart person and and intelligent and uh somebody that is on the forefront of where projects projects are going and i think that your perspective as a uh you know working for kind of a more quote-unquote traditional company and using some of these more you know, cutting edge methodologies for the you know to help them get stuff done. I would love to come back and have another conversation about where it where do you see project management going, particularly as a from your perspective as both as a you know scrum master, agile expert, and then also as a remote employee that's working for a big company and just kind of enlighten us as to like, hey, this is what we see, this is what I'm seeing here. And so uh you down for a part two? Sure.
1: All
0: right. Well until then, uh, that'll come out probably uh that, that that'll that'll be coming out shortly after part um after part one usually one to two weeks after and so but in the meantime if somebody wants to uh, pick your brain a little bit more closely and maybe ask you some questions about using this in their own their own teams or becoming a scrum master or anything like that where can folks find you?
1: Sure, I do have an Instagram page, which is probably the best way to reach me. I'm on there all the time, and I do have a few posts. I respond to DMs so. Just okay. reach out.
0: Excellent. Well, we will make sure that we get that information in the show notes. Savannah, thank you so much for teaching us a little bit about agile and looking forward to getting your perspectives on the future of project management and where this is all headed, uh, going forward in the new, in the quote unquote, the new normal. So
1: I'm excited.
0: Yeah. looking forward to it. Thanks a lot. Hey there. Travis Richards, one last time, thank you so much for investing your time and tuning into the show. I really hope that this was helpful to you, and I would appreciate your feedback very much if you have some notes on what specifically from this episode was useful, or if you have ideas on what we can do better in the future. If you would like to support the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other people find us, and also just recommend this to a friend. To get in touch, visit us at www.getbetteratbusiness.com. That's all for this episode, and I hope that you'll join us again next time. Thanks.